With veterans and veterans care in focus, this is Around the Point, a podcast of discussion and relevant news about the VA Hudson Valley healthcare system. The VA Hudson Valley serves about 25,000 veterans each year at two campuses and seven community-based outpatient clinics in the area. This podcast is one way of talking to veterans, their families, and other audiences about issues affecting veterans and veteran care in Hudson Valley. Welcome to the inaugural edition of Around the Point, the official podcast of the VA Hudson Valley Healthcare System. I'm your host, Jason Tudor, a 21-year Air Force veteran and the public affairs officer for the VA Hudson Valley. Thanks for listening to us wherever you may be today in the Hudson Valley, in your car, on the train, or in the gym. We appreciate that you've taken time to download our podcast, listen in, and discover the myriad ways we care for veterans here. To kick off our podcast series, we could not have asked for a better or more timely guest in Dr. Joseph Amato. Dr. Amato is the Suicide Prevention Coordinator for the VA Hudson Valley and also has those duties on a nationwide level for the VA. You may have seen Dr. Amato in Hip Hop Star and Wu-Tang Clan member Raekwon's video for his single 100 Rounds. Dip into the entertainment industry aside, Dr. Amato spent 11 years as a priest with the Diocese of Bridgeport, Connecticut. Following priesthood, he spent 16 years in the Department of Psychiatry in Stamford Hospital in Connecticut. In 2007, he joined the VA and VA Hudson Valley, where he's worked with us and veterans ever since. He received his doctorate in psychology from New York University in 1990 and performed his clinical training at Mercy Hospital and Medical Center in my hometown of San Diego, California, and at the Newtington Children's Hospital in Connecticut. We spoke with him about the spotlight that gets shined on the month of September, suicide prevention, and the importance of family and friends in the process, among other things. Now, taped on August 25th at the VA Hudson Valley in Montrose, New York, here's our conversation with Dr. Joseph Amato. Welcome. Thank you for being here with us. It's a pleasure. You know, September is an important month, National Suicide Prevention Month, and there's obviously a lot of focus, but for you, it's an it's an every day focus. So for this month, do you shift into a different gear? What happens different for you over this month than does, say, for the rest of the year? Well, the designation of the month as National Suicide Prevention Month gives us the opportunity to get out into the community more than we would in, in the rest of the year, precisely because it has been, it's been designated this way. So we'll be out at different places. I know in the Hudson Valley, there's going to be one day we're at the Poughkeepsie Mall. Another day we're at the Middletown Mall. We'll be at colleges in the area as well. Mm -hmm. So we'll take every opportunity to sort of ride the wave of uh, information about how we can prevent suicide for veterans and for the general uh, population, and we'll get that word out during the month of September. During this month, do you find that agencies are wanting to pay more attention to this, or have they are they gravitating in a in a better way toward this, or what changes during that month? You think? Well, I think generally, people are interested in certainly in helping out veterans, mm-hmm. certainly in helping out veterans of the current conflicts. Mm-hmm. Uh, the young men and women who are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, as well as older individuals. So people want to help out. How can they be helpful? By discussing the issue of mental health care, by discussing the issue of uh, suicide risk and who's vulnerable to it, 
in publicizing the uh, phone number of the Veterans Crisis Line, mm-hmm. 1-800-273-8255, and press 1. So as we get that word out, people actually have a tool that they can use uh, if they come across someone who is in distress, and they can call that number and get some guidance on uh, what's the next step to take. Mm -hmm. The fact that that's concrete, Mm -hmm. it's not theoretical. Mm -hmm. It's not making people, you know, mental health providers. uh, uh, It's actually just asking everyday people, Mm If you see something in a veteran that signifies distress, you might consider calling the crisis line and having a discussion with people who are trained in suicide risk assessment and on crisis management and then getting, uh, being the bridge to getting that person some help. Let's talk on a more granular level. What are you seeing as the trend right now? Are the numbers up? Are the numbers similar? Um, I don't know specifically what the numbers are like in Hudson Valley, but what are you seeing right now? Well, the, the issue is there are close to 23 million veterans in the country. Yeah. Uh, suicide is a rare event. We do not want to give the impression that veterans everywhere are killing themselves because yeah. that's not the case. Right. But it's the kind of an event that we want to avoid in any kind of setting in the community, in institutions, in schools, in hospitals, uh, because people actually can uh, even even be at risk even though they're in a healthcare environment. So we don't want to give the impression that this is uh, occurring frequently. It is a rare event, but it is an event that we want to prevent if, if there's means to do that. In terms of are we seeing trends uh, the one trend that we can point to that's very favorable is the fact that when uh, Iraq and Afghanistan veterans come to the VA for care, that they do better than their peers, other Iraq and Afghanistan veterans who do not. And that, that is significant. Why? Now, well, one of, the, one of the things is there are a lot of impediments to the new generation of veterans coming to the VA related just to their developmental stage. Okay. They're younger people, generally speaking. That's not to say that older guys and women have not been deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan. We, we know that, right. you know, if your unit goes, you go with the unit. Mm-hmm. But it's the younger, younger individuals who are just not accustomed to keeping doctor's appointments and to seeking health care, because generally speaking, they're healthy. Well, is that sort of a I'm young, I'm immortal sort of thing that I think I even got as a, as a young airman in the Air Force? I mean, I would think that would be just sort of natural. What do you think? Yeah, well, that, yeah, when you say I'm young and immortal, really, that's, that's sort of a, 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 a not, that is not a healthy cognition to have about yourself. Mm-hmm. We know that young people are risk takers. Yeah. Sometimes they drive fast. Sometimes they... Uh, use substances which they probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. It's not good for their health. So you know, young people tend to be risk takers, mm-hmm. and we've all benefited from their ability to take those risks because they enlisted in military service, mm-hmm. which it is in and of itself a risk. People are putting their lives on the line. Mm-hmm. So these young people uh, are accustomed uh, to uh, 
seeing themselves as invulnerable or, uh, you know, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So to get them and to come in for appointments when they have other things to do, other things that they're more interested in. I would think like work and it also would be a barrier as well. Work and socializing mm -hmm. and, and other things. VA has been making progress in uh, having evening hours mm -hmm. and weekend hours in order to accommodate the work schedules uh, of people. Yeah. And, and that's a good thing. But, but still, uh, the, idea, the idea that you'll uh, you know, go to medical appointments is something that just is not in the mindset of, a, a generally speaking, of, of the new generation of veterans. Do you think there's a barrier to even people calling this 1-800 number? I mean, do you, do you think there's, what's, maybe a better question is, what stands in the way of a friend, family member, or a person picking up that phone, dialing the 800 number, pressing one, getting the help that they need? Well, I, I think just their ignorance of what the purpose of the number is. Okay. And what I tell people is do not hesitate. Do not second guess yourself. If you see someone having a hard time, you can call the crisis line and you will be guided on what the next move is. Mm -hmm. If necessary, that provider on the other end will take a responsibility for the situation and send rescue. Mm -hmm. You tell them someone looks like they're uh, despondent, uh, they're expressing thoughts that they just have, uh, they've run out of steam in terms of managing their problems, they're uh, you know, getting intoxicated frequently and mm. at greater levels than, than they usually do. Mm. So you present that to the responder on the other end, and then they'll come up with a decision with you on what, what next to do. If they have to yeah. send rescue, fine. If they just need to arrange for a substance abuse or mental health appointment, they actually can send a consultation request to one of the local SPCs mm. across the country, like myself, and we can follow up, uh, you know, immediately if it's during daytime hours, or follow up first thing uh, the next morning if it's in uh, evening hours when our uh, offices are closed. And we can ensure that the person gets the care they need. Mm -hmm. So any hesitancy I ask people to overcome, that it's meant for calls. And we know that there have been uh, as of today, over 1,200,000 calls to the crisis line. Mm. It's been in operation since 2007 for mm -hmm. veterans, mm -hmm. and people are calling. So we encourage them to call. We've touched on this, but how important are family, friends, and just even coworkers in this process? Well, one of the indicators of, of potential elevated suicide risk is when someone's relationships are strained. And, uh, you know, there are experts in the field who have written extensively on this question. Mm -hmm. So when the relationships are strained, when there's difficulties, when people are not responding to phone calls, when invitations to uh, join family celebrations are, mm -hmm. are refused, uh, that might, might be an indication that the person is not doing well and you might want to call the hotline. Mm -hmm. You've done this for... A long time. You're passionate about it. I've known you for a little more than three months. What's the toughest part of your job? The toughest part of my job has to be with uh, some individuals who ask for help and then refuse the help that's offered. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, that's very uh, stressful. Uh, the, the other thing that's difficult for me, even though I'm not a member of, of the military, I'm not a veteran myself, is that you never know when uh, incoming will occur. Hmm. So we can be called by other providers, by providers in general medicine. We can be called. We can be called by family members. We can be called by uh, friends of veterans. Hmm. We can be called by their, you know, family members. And you never know when it's going to come. And sometimes. <laughs> There are multiple calls simultaneously, and uh, you know we want to answer everything. Yeah. Uh, we do not want to left, uh, leave one of these things unattended. So, uh, it, and it seems you know that it's sort of almost uh, 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 like a slogan that it, it's either feast or famine, and not that it's a feast when people call the hotline, mm-hmm. but there are multiple calls or it's quiet. Mm. So, uh, and I, I think this is true for most suicide prevention coordinators. Mm-hmm. When we're, uh, when it's quiet, we, we wait for the other shoe to drop, so to speak. No. Is uh, We know someone, someone's going to call, that, that there's going to be events, we know that. Right. Uh, and uh, we just, we're on the alert. Uh, you know, ready to take action when we're called upon. When you meet with your other suicide prevention professionals who may only deal with the civilian crowd, you tell them the biggest difference between dealing with a vet and dealing with someone who is not a vet is what, or is there a difference? Well, no. I mean, suicide risk is suicide risk. Mm -hmm. Veterans have somewhat added risk because of the consequences of the military service. Mm -hmm. If they've been uh, exposed to those blasts, uh, waves, as in the current conflicts, mm-hmm. if they have a history of post-traumatic stress disorder, if there is, you know, a substance abuse question, uh, you know, so they're at somewhat elevated risk, and, uh, uh, you know, we're concerned about that. But one of the benefits is we have the resources of the VA that is well aware of this. We are now the subject matter experts on the question of suicide prevention. Yeah. And we have put in place a uh, system mm-hmm. to take effective action. And, and that's a good thing. So although uh, uh, veterans bear the weight of their service in their personal history and their level of risk, mm-hmm. they also, uh, that the weight of their service is uh, alleviated to some degree mm-hmm. by what we've put in place by the smartest minds in the country. Sure, and uh, it, it, this is sort of a never-ending uh, commitment to veterans. Uh, if they contact the hotline, mm-hmm. if they reach out to us, we will be there to provide the assistance that's required. We're releasing this uh, right on the heels uh, in September, uh, September 1st, right around there. Um, And we are, as I mentioned, right on the heels of the holiday season. And I use my air quotes with you in the room. Mm -hmm. Um, I think some people... uh, you know, think that the, that suicide attempts go up in the holidays, uh, that there's a proclivity for it because of certain things they see. I've heard different things that this is a myth. Can you talk to that a little bit? And Yes. The, the idea of the holiday blues, yes. that there are more events, that has not been supported as far as I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for those for it, those people, for those, those individuals who are isolated, mm-hmm whose uh, 
Family members may have predeceased them, particularly if they're at advanced age, um, so that they're alone during the holidays. That does that's an added burden. But do we say suicide goes up during the holidays? Uh, we can't point to that. Mm-hmm. The holidays are also a mixed blessing. Being with your family can be a mixed a mixed blessing. Right. Sometimes when people have to, you know. Be with their families that actually adds more stress there's family mm-hmm. conflicts frequently there's alcohol involved uh, there's old wounds within the family network that may be surfacing at the holiday time so it it like I said it's a mixed blessing generally speaking our families are being in touch with our families is a good thing mm-hmm. uh, you know a stable supportive loving caring uh, not overly intrusive uh, relationship with our parents, with our siblings, mm-hmm. uh, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it, for some individuals, it can be trouble. But it has not been substantiated that the holidays raises the number of incidents. Psychiatric utilization actually goes up in the late winter, early spring. Mm-hmm. So when there are more events, when emergency rooms uh, are are filled with more uh, incidences of, of depression, of suicide uh, thinking, of suicide attempts. That's actually in the late winter, early spring. Um, why that is, uh, is probably too complicated for us even to comprehend here. Sure. But that's where the numbers uh, tell us when the risk is greater. But for those people who tend to be lonely and isolated, the holidays becomes a particularly difficult time. Yeah. And we want to reach out to people that we know that may, may be alone. That would be a good thing. Sure. September is a busy month for you. Can you talk about a few of the events where you'll be and maybe some of the VA Hudson Valley folks will be there with you? Yeah. Well, I mean, as I go through the calendar in my mind, <laughs> the first event I'm actually speaking to... Uh, uh, the regional office of the VA in Housen Street, uh, you know, uh, the, the Thursday of the first week, uh, September the 4th, mm-hmm. and uh, giving them information on what, what to recognize in veterans that they're dealing with and then also how to take action. Uh, I'll be at, uh, like I, I said before, I'll be at the Poughkeepsie Mall, pardon me, no, the Middletown Mall on September 6th. I'll be with the military community up at uh, a Stewart Air Stewart, Base right. on the seventh. That's always a big event. Big event, mm-hmm. and uh, the the chief there throws a good party. <laughs> so that's I can't wait to go again. And uh, then I'll be at the uh, Galleria in Poughkeepsie. I think it's on the twentieth. Okay. Uh, Senator Gibson in the Hudson Valley is having an event on the 27th. I'll be there. I'm speaking at Lincoln Hospital doing psychiatric grand rounds on the 23rd. So we're, we're going to be it's a busy month. all over the And that's place. why I wanted folks to hear. And one more time, and, please, and, on the Veterans Service Hotline. Please. Okay, the crisis, crisis hotline, hotline number is 1-800-273-8255. And when the call engages, press 1. That will go into the VA network. If you don't press one, there might be somewhat of a delay. Because remember, that crisis line number was established well before the VA jumped on board. Right. 1-800-273-8255 is 
the suicide prevention hotline for the whole country as well. But when you press one, it goes into VA, and we are, we are like an army of providers who are ready to provide assistance to veterans in distress. So if you call it, you will get an immediate response, but you must press one. Dr. Joseph Amato, thanks very much for your time. I'm delighted to be here. Thank you. My thanks to Dr. Amato for taking some time this month to talk with us. We'll leave you with the telephone number of the Veterans Crisis Line one last time. It's 1-800-273-8255, and be sure to press 1 to connect with a VA-specific person to help. Thanks for listening, and we'll fill your ears again in about two weeks. Thank you for listening to the Around the Point podcast. If you have feedback on this podcast or if you would like to suggest a topic, we'd love to hear from you. You can find VA Hudson Valley on Facebook, Twitter, and via the VA Hudson Valley's website at www.hudsonvalley.va.gov. You can also call us and leave a message at 914-737-4400 and ask for the Public Affairs Office.